Attention all S.H.I.E.L.D. agents. This is Steve Rogers. You've heard a lot about me over the last few days. Some of you were even ordered to hunt me down. But I think it's time you know the truth. S.H.I.E.L.D. is not what we thought it was. It's been taken over by Hydra. Alexander Pierce is their leader. The Strike and Insight crew are Hydra as well. I don't know how many more, but I know they're in the building. They could be standing right next to you. They almost have what they want. Absolute control. They shot Nick Fury. And it won't end there. If you launch those helicarriers today, Hydra will be able to kill anyone that stands in their way. This is not a drill. Do you expect us to talk? Has finally returned. Oh my god, after an epic break. Hello and welcome to episode 128 of Do You Expect Us to Talk? I'm your host, Becca, and as always, very patiently joined by Chris and Dave. How are you both? I forgot how to podcast. What, what would you um, do? So have I. Good evening, folks. A, who are you? And B, what's happened to our 400th episode special that we should sequentially be up to by now? Oh my god. Well, thank you everybody for waiting. I'm so sorry for the epic delay. Obviously, it had a house move and catastrophic dealings with an internet service provider whose name I shall not mention. Virgin. Other, <laughs> other ones are available. Damn you, Branson! Damn you, Branson! I'm Sky. So fuck you, Murdoch, too! <laughs> Although I'm less inclined to slag off Branson. Because of other reasons, but never mind. Um, yeah, so I, I moved house and I had problems with my current internet provider who were Virgin Media, but they were bastards. And um, just basically it was very expensive and very slow and very crap server. So I kicked them out, got to the end of my 14-day cooling off, kicked them out, and then had to get Sky in, which all took time and it was all very messy. Um, but we finally got it sorted, finally got back online. And tonight we are finally able to record again. So once again, to all our lovely listeners... Even to those who have kindly, you know, paid for um, a crow commentary, which, which we shall be doing soon. Except it's Deeply. not a commentary, so don't panic if you hear that. We are doing a full <laughs> review. A crow review. Um, I deeply, deeply apologise for the, you know, for the delay. It literally could not be helped. I was trying to do everything I could, um, and it was it was very stressful. But it wasn't enough, listeners. We were so pissed off with it. I, <laughs> it, it took quite a toll on myself emotionally and mentally. Um, and yeah, it was it was quite a, a trying time. And that sounds really silly and really petty, but first world problems. But as I say, we're back now, um, and we're going to keep on going. And yeah, so sorry for the massive delay. It literally couldn't be helped. But thank you so much to everybody for bearing with us. We we just wanted to say we've just been working out a bit of a sort of forward schedule here. Now, obviously, if you start having a problem with the service provider, those problems can you know recur. We hope not, but. Just to sort of tell you what's coming sort of between now and the very start of January, uh, we're recording tonight's film. Um, we will 
go ahead with the next in the Marvel Universe, which is uh, Guardians. Uh, that will be out the week after this. And then we go sequentially through Marvel thereafter, but there's going to be a two-week break. Uh, after the Winter... No, not the Winter Soldier. After Guardians of the Galaxy, we are going to cover Creed 2, which, uh, given we are recording it somewhere around the night, means you're going to be getting that mid-December. And then on the weekend of the 16th of December, we will be recording a commentary on the 1978 Superman film because that weekend it turns 40. So you'll be getting it the week after that. Um, and we'll be doing two midweek shows as well that will be in addition to everything. So on top of that, you'll also be getting the Crow commentary, which we'll be recording about a week and a half after this, which means it will be about a week and a half after this is released. And we will also be recording a Christmas commentary, uh, which will, as, as is traditionally the format, come out the weekend around Christmas, uh, and that will be the Bill Murray film Scrooged. So there's been a long break, but there there is like an incoming slate of several films that we've already now scheduled in, despite Branson the bastard. <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame Branson. I blame... Why? It's his fault. <laughs> Though I still He's... like his pickles, though. <laughs> yeah. Goes nice with some cheese. Yeah. yeah. Whereas I like Murdoch's work in the 18. <laughs> so, to be honest, that's why you should always go to Sky. <laughs> Becca, tell us about tonight's film, because I'm sure people have forgotten where the hell we were. So, yes, at some point we had got into knee deep in phase two of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So tonight, we finally get round to reviewing Captain America, The Winter Soldier. Starring Chris Evans. No, not that one. Maybe it is that one. Scarlett Johansson, Kobe Smulders, Samuel L. Jackson, Robert Redford, Anthony Mackie, Sebastian Stan, and Toby Jones, and many more. Scored by Henry Jackman, script by Christopher Marcus and Stephen McFeely, directed by Anthony and Joe Russo, and released in 2014. Yeah, I'm trying to rush through it all tonight. That's why I'm trying to Stan rush. Lee was 36 when we last did an episode. Uh, <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, in the interim, he has sadly passed away. So it's just, oh dear. I. We shall dedicate this episode to him. This is for you, Stan. Stan <laughs> it's been so man. long, Stan Lee has died. All of our other episodes were for Jeff. Jeff. <laughs> oh dear, poor Jeff. But yeah, it's been that long. He's actually passed away in the interim, waiting for us. Yeah. So bear with us, because we have genuinely forgotten how to fucking do this. We don't know what our format is. We haven't talked to each other in months. I barely recognise their voices. Wait, what's this fucking silver thing in front of me? I think it's a microphone. Who's yeah. this? Who are you? Have I so, yet? so if memory serves me correct, this is the part where we give our general opinion of the film. The, the fear of all of a sudden I've turned into you're, you're a trash wanker. Uh, a fear. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, uh, so um, Becco, go on. Seeing as you caused all this mess, uh, what, what's your what's your opinion? Considering you and that Branson bastard, but I know about embroidering kittens. May not suffice. Yes. Yes. So, yeah, this is probably my favourite of the lot after the Avengers. When we come to rank all the all the films, yes. <laughs> when we come to rank all, all, all the, the Marvel films, all the westerns. Number one, good, the bad, and the ugly. <laughs> Number one. A festival of dollars. Anyway, that's another podcast. 
Um, yeah, anyway. So, no, I think when we do come to rank the Marvel films, um, I will rank this one quite highly because I like it a lot. Um, it's probably my favourite of the bunch, certainly in terms of the phase, films of Phase 2. Um, well, the next week film is quite, will rank quite highly as well. Um, I'm a bit, I'm quite a fan of the kind of 70s um, sort of thrillers, um, especially sort of like paranoia thrillers where we're going against the grain, going against the government. Um, and this is very much of that ilk. Um, obviously you've got Robert Redford um, in the ideal role to stand up, um, send up his portrayal. Um, if anyone's seen All the President's Men, there's a really strong connection to that film, which is really interesting. Um, so you see, I was obviously in a kind of murky, villainous role, sending that right up, so that's quite interesting. Um, very much a kind of like 70s paranoia thriller vibe running through this film, which is something that appeals to me greatly. Um, and yeah, it's just, it's all the strong for it, really. Great performances all around. Um, also, technically, there's a bigger, bigger focus in this film on um, live action set pieces, real stunts, and obviously there's some CGI, but just to, they keep it very much on the down low, and it doesn't stick out as much as it has done on previous efforts. Um, so the, you know, the Russo brothers have really kind of done themselves a real winner with this one. Um, they try to keep it in camera as much as they can, and that's why the film looks so good. I think I'll just I'll just quote Anthony Mackie on that one that they've done everything as as possibly you know they obviously the budget was quite high. But they've kind of tried to keep it real as best they can, um, and that's why it just looks beautiful and looks amazing. But no, I really enjoyed this film. Um, obviously, it's not perfect. It does have its flaws, but it's very enjoyable, and when we come to rank, I shall rank it very highly. That's it in a nutshell, basically. Uh, yeah, I, I I think this is quite... Uh, if you're so, you taking like, the Avengers films out of the equation... This is probably the most crowd pleasing, like it, as a good all rounder that you can probably sort of st- stick on in front of anyone who anyone who hasn't seen a, 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 like a Marvel film, they'll probably get on with this all right. Um, the 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 seventies paranoia political thriller angle, like I I I do see though personally for me it feels more like a mid nineties big budget action film. Uh, mm. To me, it's it feels more akin to something like along those lines where at a time where like people were making true lies. I was like, what? Well, and it does make me semi nostalgic. Like, where did all them go? Like, I I, I really want to see uh, like just uh, a non franchise big budget action cop movie. Or, you know, something something along like something along those lines. But um, yeah, I think it's I, I you know I think it's pretty. I think Gerald Butler makes those now, doesn't he? Yeah, pr- pr- yeah, but they become very, very cliched. <laughs> unfortunately, shut up, but one makes those films now. I, 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 I like Jared Butler, but yeah, no, me too, <laughs> me too. But, um, yeah, they, yeah, did you, t- that's why you didn't see them. <laughs> but yeah, no, um, I, I thought, yeah, to be honest, I think the first Jack Reacher film did like hit that for me. That hit that hit that sweet spot. But yeah, uh, yes, the. Uh, this is just very insane. I think the action is actually pretty good. It's particularly coming from nowhere, from like uh, uh, two directors who basically only have done like sitcom and things like that. You think, where the fuck do these guys come from? So uh, I'll be, I'll be actually quite interested to see what they do outside of Marvel. You know, when that day comes uh, and they start making like films, other films, I'd see what they're really like. But um, outside the Marvel machine. This is Brian's boys, the remake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, I hope not. Uh, but I think also what what 
what kind of makes this film is also it's not just Cap, it's it's kind of like Shield as well. It's uh, it's it's Natasha. Well, I can't remember. It's Scarlett Johansson. You get more insight into into her character, and that works. That serves her really well. Um, and yeah, I do think Robert Redford. I think his presence is nice. It's a nice presence. It's a nice touch. A nice nod. But he is phoning it in big time in this. Personally, I thought. But other than that, yeah, it's it's a very solid, a very insane watch. Um, Dave. Um, it's it was it, it's been a strange journey with this film because in, in all the trailers, everybody was seeing something I wasn't seeing. They were trailing this film for months. I mean, that that's typical with Marvel, but it felt like everything I went to see for a very long time had a Captain America: The Winter Soldier um, trailer on the front of it. You know, and Scarlett Johansson with they they call him the Winter Soldier. <laughs> She's got this really strange <laughs> accent when she says those words. Well, that wasn't remotely accurate, but it was really strange how she was pronouncing it. And I, I yeah, that thought, was a bit weird, actually. Think, I can't back quite it. see what everyone's getting so excited about. And then I started seeing previews that were suggesting this is Marvel's The Dark Knight. Um, and I was aware it was going to be in this sort of 70s conspiracy thriller format. If you took Robert Redford out, would we have noticed that? I don't know. Possibly. Um, and then I went to see it, and I was utterly, utterly blown away. Now, we had uh, Guardians of the Galaxy just a few weeks after this, and opinion was fairly split down the middle. And actually, I think what we're just seeing is it was Marvel's strongest year. Those were those two films that they came out with for that year, and they were both you know, top handful of the Marvel Cinematic Universe releases. Very different in that this film is probably the most um, organic looking and that there aren't too many shots in it that just that look animated, even though a lot of them are. Whereas uh, there's a very fantastical air to, to Guardians, which we'll get to next week. I always felt this was by far the strongest. What I think we're left with is a film that I think is probably... It's probably one of the least fun of the Marvel Cinematic Universe's films. This film is taking it very seriously most of the way through. There are some light touches between Steve and Natasha. I think they have a fair amount of chemistry, which is why it was surprising when we got to Age of Ultron and they tried to sort of ship her and Banner. Because it's like, well, no. It came out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, there's a pre. Well, that was a bit Not only did that come out of nowhere, but there's already a pre made chemistry here. But any, and particularly as as they would be like the odd couple, opposites attracting type, because he's so pure and see she's so not. But they're both kind of soldiers as well, so they kind of have that link as well. So yeah, so that all surprised me. I I don't think, I think as well when we get into the film, it was mind blowing at the time. A because it was so good, but B because there's a big reveal in this film about Shield and what Shield is and what Shield has been. And some of the characters we've seen over the weeks leading up to this, I'm thinking particularly of Gary Shandling's Senator character. Mm. Um, but of course, they didn't really follow up on it. I mean, they sort of did in the... By the time you get to Age of Ultron, Nick Fury's a bit of a sort of renegade and all, all the rest of it, and a fugitive. But if they did follow up on it, maybe they followed up on it in... Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. or something like that. And to be honest, for the benefits of this show, I don't care because that's TV and we're talking about the, the film series. So I think I, think... I would say one of, one of the things as well, did this twist, 
actually work, you know, in context with the pre- with the previous films. I mean, when you watch like the other other Marvel films, I mean, other than maybe seeing like a few characters who you oh well, we we know he's he's really uh, Hydra. Well, it, 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 it didn't no, really it, make much sense. It was like no, this... it, it fitted with the tone though, because yeah. all the way through. Shield has been represented by Nick Fury, and Nick Fury is not in any way trustworthy. There's an awful lot he's not telling us at all times. So I bought the twist, but the twist ended up not mattering. The biggest problem with the twist, actually, is that it's presented to us by Toby Jones's character, and his character is not the same as he was in the first Avenger. So there's a disconnect there. So I think what I'm I'm trying to come to terms with um, let's be honest here. I had one of my worst viewings ever of this film this time, but oh, I'm going to balance. I'm, but I'm going to balance that with the fact that, like, maybe I wasn't in the mood. Maybe, you know, whatever. This film I've watched many, many times, and I've always considered it the best thing the Marvel Cinematic Universe has ever created. But if you had said to me at the end of 2014, what do I? Where do I predict I'll be on this film in four or five years' time? It's not quite as strong as I thought it was at the time because it hasn't reverberated in the way we thought it was going to. They kind of moved on and sort of ignored it. And so it almost stands alone. This this film feels almost standalone in the in the universe because there's you know, you, you think of something like Civil War and it introduces Black Panther and things like that. And you look at, you know, and the, and the Sokovia Accords and obviously Age of Ultron brings up the situation that causes those. Several other films deal with infinity stones and so on this has none of that now it's, it's the of, twins at the end but apart from that yeah there is well, no world building that we have come to see well in terms of it, its overall reputation in some respects it's better that it stands alone because mm. show this film to anybody and it will stand alone as this exceptional piece of work but a bit like next week's film even though there is an infinity stand in that but i think the, the, like i say in terms of running through a series the bizarrest thing is that arguably its strongest film, The Winter Soldier, the strongest film Marvel have ever produced, is one of the handful that if you absolutely had to, you could skip in a run through. Because there are so many in this film, you, could, you, you can't skip that because it introduces that Infinity Stone and that character comes in and he's a big deal in the next film. There's very little of that here. But as a standalone piece of work, I, I love so much about it. It looks terrific. All the characters are great in it. It was the film that followed, finally sold me on Steve Rogers. Um, the, the stuff with Peggy Carter is phenomenally good. They've set it in Washington, so it looks different than any other uh, any of the other films. It's not New York again or, or, or anything like that. And it's got its own identity as well, because basically you see, you see like the core team with like every landmark around D.C., yeah, absolutely. So the, the city has it is very much a character within the film. So yeah, so I think where I'm just going to leave it at the moment is uh, I'm a bit more muted than I uh, than I was expecting to be, but make no mistake, I think this is probably the best film they've ever produced. It's just not quite as important a film as I thought it was at the time. I mean, I think to go, to go on what you said, I, I would I would ask, could you say that about most of the Marvel films, like? They don't really follow through on the twists that they that they add. Like they all, they all seem to kind of recon themselves. Like so, they all stand alone to a certain extent. So even though something major happens, it doesn't matter 
that much. I mean, yeah, sure, you get introduced to certain characters and Infinity Stones and whatnot, uh, and I guess maybe we'll see what happens in the new event in the in the new Avengers because you know that that's how that ended on a bit of a cliffhanger. But the most important films tend to be uh, the Infinity Stones, and I'm not overly fond of Age of Ultron, but you can't really have Civil War without it. Yeah, it just it just seems to be like a common thing. Like here we have yeah get basically set up crossbones, and he turns up for like he's basically in, in the pre-title pre pre in pre-title for yeah. and, and it's just like well that was a bit of a he could have done more of him. Uh, um, and, it's, and it's like what you're saying with like Tony Stark. He kind of have to like go keep go reverting back to how he how he was yeah. like like he's they forget- can't have his, they can't have him mature too much. Yeah, so I I think I, that's my point. You look at this and, film and Thor right, Ragnarok as well. You know, it just feels a bit like okay. Well, Thor well, Ragnarok they threw away in the sort of first scene of yeah yeah. I mean, I think yeah, this film's big for that. You know, this whole thing about. Hydra were in charge. I thought was going to be a big deal, and again, I don't care what happens in Agent of Sh- Agents of Shield. It got okay towards the end of its first season, but I don't care. It's TV for a start, and this is a, a film series, as far as I'm concerned. I didn't really sort of figure, you know. Um, much I, I, I never watched it, so I can't. And, and there was this, there was this big deal about, um, there was this big deal about sort of Toby Jones's character. There was this big deal about, like you say, cross crossbones. Uh, they were all going to go on the run. And yes, I know it's kind of there in Cap's uniform in, in Infinity War that he's been on the, ru- on the run for a while and, you know, Black Widow's dyed her hair uh, and all the rest of it. And, the, and they are kind of up, off the grid. But frankly, if you took all that away and dressed them in their traditional com- costumes, Infinity War wouldn't have been a different film particularly. Mm. Um what impacted far more on Infinity War, really, was, apart from the stones, the sort of antipathy between the sort of pro-Sokovia and anti-Sokovia records factions, um, which makes Civil War a far more important film than this. But as a standalone, it was t- it was it was terrific. I'm just disappointed that it just didn't have the reverberation that I thought it was going to have. I think it might have been better to kind of keep you say Hydra as a shield thing so like so so Hydra isn't actually destroyed they're still kind of like this kind of authority thing that 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 they that like shield they'll have to fight you know and it's kind of like this hidden like this like behind closed doors but they pretend but they but to the public they're like they're like the FBI or something like that they're they're there's they're they're this threat they're just it's just a threat that the public don't know about Think they maybe that that would have been a better rate way to have like a a villain or a group of villains. Yeah, I mean, I think on, on the plus side, they look at they, they they definitely took this film as a standalone thing, and they talked about. I mean, it's been a long time ago. Again, not not to continually hark back to the, mm. the sort of hiatus we've just been on, but I was prepping this back in September, so I, I watched all the commentaries and and extras and all the rest of it. And I've forgotten a lot of it now. But they were talking about the format of a conspiracy thriller and, and how they were fitting this into that. And they were name-checking other films like Three Days of the Condor and stuff like that. So I think they, they focused very much on the film they're in. Mm. And in some respects, the fact that it hasn't reverberated speaks quite well to the fact that they're malleable and working it out as they go along. So it's not all bad, but as I say, 
there are more important films in this universe now, which is a shame because this is the best. Yeah, it's kind of got overshadowed a little bit, hasn't it? Yeah, certainly. I mean, they, they only released uh, Civil War two years afterwards with the same directors. And when we get to Civil War, I'll pick an awful lot more flaws with that than I'm, I'm going to with this. It's a far more important film in the universe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, but I think... No, but it does introduce like uh, character like Sam Wilson as well. I mean, it it does. Yeah, we do get Falcon out of this. It it does it it does do a good job introducing characters. I think that's what Marvel do well. Mm. You know, they just sort of like, oh, we'll just introduce so so character into like someone else's film, and it it doesn't matter. We don't get to get bogged down by another origin story, so to speak. I, I would kind of agree that like, the film does kind of it's not that the other films are, are worse off for it. But it's slightly better because you don't have to do all that world building. I mean, y- yes, we see Falcon. Yes, we see the, the twins. <laughs> I'm calling them the twins. Yeah, um, C- Quicksilver and, and, and Scarlet Witch at, at the end. Um, but it's like there isn't. You can always take a breather and just focus on like a, a character-led film. And um, there's a little bit, of, a little bit, but not, but not as much as we have seen in the pre, you know, in the franchise before and since. I mean, dare I say, I think um, what's uh, Anthony Mackie is in that. That's one of his. Uh... Uh, Falcon. Um, yes. I think he has more chemistry with um, Chris Evans than, say, um, the Winter Soldier himself, to a degree. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, and it's not. It's not a dig at Sebastian Stan. I think it's a, it's an odd miscast, and it's it's more of a it's more of an observation because I I reckon if I because I I think he when once he takes the mask off he looks kind of odd, like he doesn't look quite right with the long hair. And the no, because the... well, at first, because you're not meant to think, oh, who is like you're not. It's not yeah. basically. It's kind of they make it as difficult as they can um, to recognise it as as Bucky. Um, he looks a bit to me like a um, a character from Mortal Kombat. I think <laughs> that's what I think. I, 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 I know. I know. I think it's probably like it looks a bit wiggy. Yeah, uh, wiggy. So far, I've found Sebastian Stan extremely bland. Yeah, well, I, I think I think he's a good actor, and he's kind of he's quite good. I'm, in not, horror, saying, I think, I'm not saying he's a bad, I think, bad, but I found him bland through this. It's um, I think I think it's it's like down when we did we originally talk we talk about uh the first Avenger, uh it's like at first he's meant to be like the the plucky go get which he which he's perfectly suited for, uh but then he has to like turn into almost like this badass character, and the two kind of don't quite gel, um and they and. And they might think, yeah, that's 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 what's good about it. You know, there's something about that that's kind of off-putting and and that doesn't sit you right. And maybe that was deliberate. I don't know, um, but it's it it is just there. But I don't. But I also think part of the problem is we don't get too attached from him as a character. It's like what I said when in the first cat film. Um, why why do we give a fuck about Bucky, especially now? Like I know comic comic book readers. And fans of Captain America will get excited because he's the scene. Oh, that's Winter Soldier. It's Bucky. They they know they know about that character, so they already emotionally engaged. Whereas new audiences will be like, "All right, okay." Um, I know, and, and one of the things is obviously again this this whole "Where was I in 2014 and where am I now?" Yeah, is affected by the fact that I was much more moved by Steve and Tony falling out. Hmm. In, and so now when I look back at this and he's fallen out with his childhood mates that he spent two minutes with in the first film, yeah. actually cares much. And Sebastian Stan is, I think, meant to play the Winter Soldier fairly blank because he's got no memory. 
So it's not actually a knock on the actor, but he takes off the mask and there's nothing going on behind the eyes at all. So I never care. The, my, my investment in Bucky is purely a trusted Steve. It's purely a trust that if Steve likes him, mm. he must be a great guy and they must have had like a real connection. Yeah, I mean, they do sell it like in the last third of the film in that one cutaway scene. Um, and they, and they, I think they do the best job they possibly could, to, to be honest with you. But I would have liked that scene or a scene more or less like that. Well, do you know be, what they could to have be, done? To be in the first film. The, to the have first that... Avenger could have been two films. Well, yeah, I mean, someone said that. I mean, someone quite wise, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. It was Pythagoras or something. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, one of the two. Yeah. It was it was either Pythagoras or Chris Byrne. <laughs> Pythagoras, two. maybe. Yeah. yeah, it's so it's so, so distinguishable, isn't it? You, can, you can't really. Yeah. <laughs> one or the other, we don't know which. Yeah, I think it's all the amazing angles Chris has shown us. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah. So, are, are we ready to talk about this film sequentially? I think we are. Okay. Let's do that. Do, do we start with the whole on your left thing? No, we, we, we first uh, first get a scene. Do we... Do we... We, we see... Um, yeah, we do. It's on your left thing. Yeah, sorry. I've yeah, corrected. Big overhead shot and then on your left. Yeah, they're running around the park. He runs 13 miles in half an hour. I'd like to be able to do that. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, most people can, Becker. I don't know what's wrong with you. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm quite I'm, slow. I'm I'm kind of annoyed because that's how I was gonna like. That's gonna be my uh, introduction. It was when Becker was introduced. I was gonna say, "On your left," and I completely forgot. Yeah. So I'm kind of annoyed. Uh, sorry, so, sorry about that one. Well, I apologise, and I forgot. <laughs> like, <laughs> which side do you dress? On your left. Um, <laughs> yeah. Now we are. Um, yeah. So this is him being introduced to Falcon, Anthony yeah. Mackie's character. Uh, what's his actual name? Uh, Sam Wilson. Sam Wilson. That's... Sam Wilson. Um, now, the bit that we got, they, they obviously runs his 13 miles, runs past him several times, catches him afterwards, introduces himself, and it was like, it's superfluous because no one else can run that fast. Yeah. Um, now, in the cinema releases, I can't believe Marvel were this stupid. <laughs> they changed. He said to him, um, he says he's catching up. Mm-hmm. He's catching up on things, and he names Trouble Man, a 1970s Marvin Gaye album. I think it's Marvin Gaye anyway. Yep. And uh, he says, I'll add it to the list. And we see the list. Now, for anyone listening, uh, on the home release now. I've got a fun fact about the list coming up. Right, okay. I could be about to ruin it because I've already teed <laughs> it up. Um, if you look at the list on home release now, it's certainly, I think, the same in all English language regions. In the cinema release, they did different ones in different countries. So, for example, in France... He was adding to a list that had France 98 on it. The football World <laughs> Cup. On the British version, they had the 1966 World Cup. Mm. Like any American would go, I must see that Jeff Hurst hat trick. <laughs> <laughs> I must see England win. They think it's all over. It is now. Yeah. 
I mean, that's just. I mean, I, I guess it's kind of fun, but that's just kind of pandering, though, isn't it? It's really. Yeah, but I, I think it is. It is. It is territorial. I think they had like for the Russian one, they had something. I think Yuri Gagarin or you know was kind of mentioned on, mentioned on the list, and I think obviously in Asian Asian territories. Yuri Gagarin could go on any list. I'm not convinced Jeff heard Satrick. But... <laughs> no. <laughs> or, or just generally, you know, England winning that sort of thing. I mean, it's one of those kind of gl- glance at it and you miss it. It's only now on home release where you can pause it and go through the list with a fine tooth comb. I think it, yeah, different territories around the world. On, on the cinema um, release, I noticed the 1966 World Cup, and I thought that has to be region specific, surely. I, I, yeah, it is. On World Cup, when it's not that famous. No, it is region specific. So, yeah. well, I think it's, it's a landmark. You know, we won the World Cup. We don't really win Once. a lot of things, but yay. <laughs> yeah. yay! Other countries won it more than Two that. Two World Wars, one World Cup. Do da, do da. Well, it's just such a random one. I mean, even if they picked like another World Cup that was like a very famous team like if they picked 86 like Maradona or sure, 70 hand the hand of God yeah. yeah if they picked that you go why would they pick that and you go actually one of the most famous things ever in that sport but honestly the 1966 World Cup I mean it, Christ I mean if you watch that game now I don't finish 4-2 it's really fucking boring because it's played at a snail's pace because of the era <laughs> it was in but there is like um i mean on that list would would be more kind of cultural things like films and and albums things like that it'll be or tv shows so it would be something like oh i you know rather than like a sporting event where oh well that team won you know it's not that's not something to really catch up on really so to speak. I'm going to look it up. There is this global differences thing. But I'm Father, I remember Father Ted being like one of the things, but I don't know if I... Father oh, Ted! But I don't yeah, know. something like that, isn't it? I... My lovely horse. <laughs> right. <laughs> the United States one, right, I've got them in front of me. The United States one, I won't read them all, but the United States have I Love Lucy on it, which is mm-hmm. tenuous, but all right. The Moon Landing, fair enough. Classic. Burning Wall, fair enough. Steve Jobs, Apple, I think that's probably fair enough. Disco, okay. Thai food, fair enough. Star Wars, scrubbed out with Trek written there. Nirvana, Rocky, brackets Rocky 2, and Trouble Man, which he's added. Uh, Russia has some of the same stuff, but it's got Yuri Gagarin. That's the one. Vladimir Vyotsky. Soviet Union Disillusion. And a few others. Right, the United Kingdom TV show. I can't see the. I can't see the end of that. Moon landing. The Beatles. That's probably fair enough. <laughs> World Cup final, nineteen sixty-six. Sean Connery. <laughs> not Roger Moore. The rest of them are the same. No, not Roger Moore. South Korea. Pierce Brosnan. Ja- <laughs> Park. Old Boy. Two thousand and two World Cup. And then All right. I'll, the same. France has got France ninety-eight. K-pop. Daft Punk? Yeah, very important, Daft Punk. Oh, you'll like the next one. The fucking Fifth Element. <laughs> uh, it's, it's like my favourite worst film. Uh, just picking some of them. Italy has Roberto Benini on it. Oh. And Ferrari. I use the bottom English. Uh, Mexico has Maradona's Hand of God on it. And Shakira? Shakira? What? Even though she's Colombian. Spain has Rafa Nadal. Yeah. Ramos Rafa. Uh, what else have we got? Australia has Steve Irwin on there. Can you imagine an American <laughs> game for catch up on Steve Irwin? Who? Cool, blimey. <laughs> not not Neighbours, not Home and Away. Not... Oh, well, no, Jim Robinson's in this, though. 
I was going to say Jimmy Rawson, but he doesn't, he, just he doesn't die of a heart attack, though. He doesn't. Well, right, technically, no, I don't know. The thing is, though, they completely missed a perfect chance to uh, to have a Stan Lee cameo by having just Stan Lee on the list. That would have been so. <laughs> that would have been so much like. I, 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 is it me or my find that these like uh, this this list kind of like a bit of a waste opportunity to have some random jokes in there? Like, yeah, just, you put loads on there, couldn't you? Like, just like something really random, just like that, you know, like Father Ted would be really obscure and funny, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you could put DC Comics on there, couldn't you? Yeah. Well, yeah, no, that would be funny. Though, to be fair, I do like the fact that you had Star Wars then crossed out Trek. I do, I do like <laughs> that. That was funny. Because I could just say, yeah, he, he would have been... Would've... Trek would be way more Chris Evans, uh, Steve Rogers' speed as well. Yeah. But you can just imagine him, like, sort of someone... Suggesting Star Wars, go. Oh, well, I'll check it out. I know you'll mention Star Wars to someone. He goes, "Oh no, Trek's way no, no, better." No, 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that, I get that. That's kind of funny. Uh, okay. uh, so anyway, uh, he gets a call while he's there. Natasha Romanoff is on the way to can take pick him up to yeah. a mission, and she pulls up. That, this is the best wig she ever wore because she tends to wear wigs in these films now, and they sometimes this one doesn't look it? Really it looks less weird. like a wig. Uh, it just looks really natural. It actually looks like 70s hair. 70s hair, do Yeah. I must say, she does look pretty cool in this film. She's a bit of a girl crush of mine, although I spend most of the film looking at Chris Evans. Really? Is that just is that just denial? No, I just I like Chris Evans Just go, shit, I've got a bit excited about her. <laughs> <laughs> Chris. Oh, I think, you know, in a kind of cast... Look at Chris Evans' of... biceps, girl. <laughs> yeah, I'm too busy looking at his muscles but um yeah no it's just i think she you know she kind of really stands out um and i'm kind of glad that they brought her character you know to the fore um i think it's a real good piece of casting um because you want somebody you know who's you know he's pretty switched on who's really intelligent to play this role um and i think she's kind of one of my favorite female characters in, in the whole series um but yeah no i spend a lot of time looking at chris evans in this so, one so she pops up and says looking for a fossil and he's like shit i was about to watch jeff first <laughs> jeff Poor Jeff. And they go off on a mission to basically board a shield ship, don't they? Yeah, uh, and we get first get introduced to uh, the, the the shield team. Yeah, uh, who don't um, turn evil. Wink, wink. No, uh, no. <laughs> including Maria Hill. Yeah, Maria Hill from How I Met Your Mother. Yeah, <laughs> so funny. Bobby Smulders. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, uh, to be fair, I do actually like Frank Grillo in, um, in there. He's really good. Well, yeah, yeah, do you I, know what? He could easily have been cast as the Punisher. Mm. Well, yeah, he had that Punisher vibe in that Purge film he did. The That's true, Purge. actually. Um, but, yeah, he, he does have a... He, he was one of those people who, like, he, in this film, he, do, he does have a presence. You think, I go, where did he come from? Um, uh, but he found out he's been like various like stuff before. I thought he was going to be a big deal. I was so disappointed when we got to like Age of Ultron and he wasn't. Or oh, what he wasn't in Age of Ultron, then turned up for like for ten minutes in Civil War. Exactly, it just yeah. wasted him. I was just so surprised. Well, it's just it's just like an iconic villain that that could have that could have been a good person to a good villain for Captain America to to fight like like Claw as we'll get to. It just feels like. Oh well, that, that was that was a potential fun baddie you just just threw away now. Um, but yeah, so 
put her getting ahead of ourselves. Yeah, so basically the they're there to save hostages uh from from some French terrorists and I'm getting flashbacks to uh uh Superman two with their berets. Uh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they should have been wearing berets. <laughs> I think all French people in films should wear berets. And and, and garlic. <laughs> if, if you want to see how French people in films should look, all you need to do is watch Team America, World Police, because I'll tell you about with it. A baguette, <laughs> with a baguette under their arm. <laughs> in a stripy top. Yes. Breton stripes and pavements are made out of croissants and yeah, etc, etc. Obviously not, we're just being facetious. No, no I'm not. serious. <laughs> uh, so, but yeah, he's, he's another uh, like a character, he's like a, a a leaper person. Leaper. Yeah. Yeah, they, yeah, that's his name. But yeah, okay, leaper, that's his name. Okay. Because he makes giant leaps. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, yeah. So like, Cap goes into uh, to save them, and... and finally we can see what he does. I mean, we see yeah. a little bit of it during the Avengers. I, I thought it was a really poor part of the first Avenger that they went all montage when we were about to see what he can do. Mm-hmm. This guy can really move now and there's a rhythm to it. He's in total um, connection with the shield. Mm. You know, it's it's an extension of him and you know he's got it. it I really like all this. I think the action's pretty good. Yeah, he's just, just really slick like he's just running the shift, just like knocking knocking all the all the guys over. And, like, and it really shows the wisdom of hiring the directors of You, Me, and Dupree. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is the better film. But, uh, it's even better than Welcome to Collingwood. I don't think I've seen that one. It's all right. Yeah, uh, that's a film. Yeah, that's got a camp. All the all the um, promotion of the film had a load of Clooney in it, but Clooney's in it for a couple of minutes. He's I was like, going to say, is that a George Clooney film? Yeah, briefly. Um. So yeah, this is pretty cool. But like again, we I love the sort of creeping distrust that like Steve's on one mission and suddenly everyone around him is doing something else. Yeah, particularly mm. Romanoff. It, it just kind of shows that he's a man out of joint. He's he's from a more sort of trusting era where you know the world was like black and white. Yes, um, but now not so much. But also, did you spot the massive blooper that everyone was raving after? Um, no, when the film comes out, there's like a panning shot of him running across across the ship. So he disappears behind a pillar, and then he appears a lot further than where he should be. I know obviously he can run quite fast, but he kind of appears a lot further than where he should be, and it's like, hmm, very suspect. That's like yeah, the one dodgy bit of CGI in the film. Yeah. Okay, and it probably will be CGI from yeah. Okay, fair enough. Did Sorry. not notice that. Yeah, so the uh, he, can't, he gets pissed off for Romanoff because like uh, the the bad guy. Yeah, because he just. Feels uh, doesn't the bad guy get away? Well, no, he gets no, he gets caught, doesn't he? Because he has a fight. He has a fight with them, and that that he just defeats him easily. Um, and then yeah, so we he do go back to Shield, then don't we? We do go back to Shield, and again, he's just basically saying how he, he can't go on missions and have people around them doing different missions. Yeah, and it, he it, he's told the difference is. Uh, Romanoff is comfortable with everything. Yeah. So basically, Jackson is, or, or should I say, um, Fury is ba- is basically sort of like managing people to like, okay, well you're good at this, you're you're good at this thing, and you're good at this thing, so I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you what you need to know to do your thing. Um, yes, exactly that. Yeah. Uh, whereas like Cap's like, uh, no, I kind of want to be filled in. 
Yeah. Uh, not not in the way that Becca wants, but um... <laughs> not in the fun let's experiment kind of way. Uh, no. <laughs> but um, but uh, right. <laughs> so Becca's just thinking about it now. Uh, so. Oh. Break. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> I'll just be for a moment. Uh, yeah, so we, don't we get introduced to uh, Alexander Pierce? We do. Yeah. And, and it's Robert Redford. It's surprise, Robert Redford surprise. picking up a paycheck. <laughs> well, you considering now he's, he's retired from, from cinema now, hasn't he? He's, he's all done his last film and he's sort of retiring from appearing on you know either side of the camera. So, and plus it's kind of. I, it is a little bit like phone it in, but you know he's he's quite menacing. He's kind of uh, quite you know he's menacing. I mean, it's, it's nice to see him do be a bad guy. It's nice to see him in in something like this. He's like he's a nice presence, but I I I, I, I watch him. I think he's not really giving that much effort though, is he? Really, he's not really like invested in it. He's just literally gone. Yeah, okay, <laughs> I'll, I'll do it differently. Yeah. No, uh, I don't know. I kind of, I think I, I invest a little bit more confidence in him. But I've never had any issues with his performance. I mean, I've never heard the words phoned in around this film or his performance. I don't um, discount what you're saying, only because I've never thought about it. It's never even occurred to me phoning it in, to be honest. But then I'm not sure. I'm not sure what I would expect of a man. I expect a slightly more limited performance in some yeah. respects from a man of that age anyway. I just think, wow. that, that, that's probably fair. I mean, to fair, phone in is probably too, too strong, really. But in, in terms of in, in, ter- in terms of actual performance-wise, it's like, it's just like, okay, he's just basically just showing up. Um, so, yeah, we do get introduced to the big, massive sky destroyer things. That, that they're creating. Yeah, they're they're in they're in Washington at Shield headquarters, which is known yeah. as the Triskillian. This film has the habit of giving you the actual coordinates of everywhere, so we yeah, get no, the coordinates of the building. <laughs> and there's basically the helicarriers. It's again a slight expansion of the universe because um, the Shield helicarrier was a fairly big part of the Avengers, and of course we realise they've got fucking loads of them now, uh, and they've basically built three of them. And this is to deal with uh, preemptively um, taking out threat, so they can basically scan the environment for who's there. Mm. And they've basically uh, profiled everybody, and they can take out people minority report style before they can before they can do anything. Yeah, there's kind of like an algorithm of like who's an actual yeah, which threat. actually creates, and that that's dropped in dialogue that even before they're known to us sort of thing mm. and that actually gets around the slight continuity error that Stephen Strange is named and in timeline this is before Doctor Strange before becomes Doctor Strange mm. but uh, Steve doesn't like this at all and starts giving it a load of in our day <laughs> in our day we ate boiled food and shit Something like that, or maybe conflating different conversations here. But he does have a convers- He does have a conversation yeah. with him about yes, he did do so, you know. And he says to him, Fury says to him, like, you know, I've pulled your file, greatest generation. You did some pretty messed up stuff, and he's like, yeah, but we did it for freedom and stuff. So yeah, I like how you just summed that whole thing. <laughs> You're like, yeah, horse stuff, yeah, but we did it for freedom and stuff. And stuff. <laughs> Actual dialogue. <laughs> Verbatim. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The film is 17 minutes long. 
<laughs> no, I mean, he, you know, he, I do like the the whole um, the story Jackson tells about his his granddad about you know about w- walking home after after every shift. You know that 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 that's kind of a cool analogy, but um, yeah, but this is some fucking ropey stuff in it, like having like guns active pointing at people. You know, as Cap said, it's like this is not freedom; it's fear. It's like you you're potentially holding you know people on you know. Uh, yeah. Holding them ransom, pretty much. Well, not necessarily. Right. Oh, kind of. Yeah, you 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 basically sort of like yeah. It's like here's your freedom at gunpoint. It's like, uh, what? Um, Although to be fair, I kind of just zipping zipping forward, zipping forward towards the, the end of the film. Um, and <laughs> it does make me think of freedom isn't free. It's a pretty hefty fucking fee. <laughs> and if you're not going to pay those bucket fires, who will? But no, I, I just. Obviously, this this the argument that this film makes is obviously not new, um, and Zola his name is Zola. Um, Zola was brilliant brother. <laughs> I always think of him being Zola. No, his name's Armin Zola. Um, but yeah, the argument that he makes um, towards the end of the film is kind of is, is not new. Um, it was going on for like well, at least like the last sort of ten ten plus years, and it's like. You know, we, we haven't literally just reached the point where we are now. You know, if you really want to get into it, um, you know, ready to, you know, in inverted, inverted commas, ready to surrender our freedom. But it's like, uh, you know, we're, we're kind of we're beyond that now. So I kind of, if if there's one problem that I do have with this film, it's kind of like the argument is is very outdated. Yes, it is. It is. It's actually almost. Um, it's actually almost slightly outdated at the time. But when you think it's seventies conspiracy thriller, which well, exactly. is kind of out of its time anyway, yeah. the fact that it was actually dealing in like Patriot Act era mm. debate, of course, which was of eight course. to ten years out of date at the time. Uh, yeah, precisely. Um, I don't really have a problem because it's actually Steve finding his place in the world. Well, it's like, yeah, as I was gonna say, when when you look at it, the, the other end of my argument, the other end, like when you look at it through that left. prism, yeah. you are you are out of joint along with Steve and, and of course, kind of go on nobody, that journey with Nobody him. trusts anybody. It's a little bit Deep Space Nine that way. They can't decrypt what Romanoff like delivers. No. So, so suddenly Nick Fury is like suspicious he's a, he's, shield as well. Everything that comes out of his mouth could be a lie. He might be lying him to himself. But he's, don't know. he's now unsure of what's going on. We've got this plan, but I can't mm-hmm. even decrypt shield data and I'm in shield. Paranoia is everywhere. All permeating. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that's basically what he's asking Alexander Pierce. He's asking for a delay in all of this while they can figure out what's going on. But you need uh, to get Alan, um, Jim Dale and Jenny Agatha and... Not Jim Dale. <laughs> Jim Dale was in the Carry On film. There's a <laughs> Alan Dale. The last thing we need in this Jim film from is Neighbours. Horny... We don't need a horny doctor in this film. No, I meant um, Jim from Neighbours, not Jim Dale. Um, Alan Dale, who's Jim from Neighbours. Yeah. Sorry about that. I wonder if we'll ever do the carry-on films because I've never seen them. Oh Fuck God, it. I hope not. Um... There's, about, there's, there's something like twenty-nine of them. Yeah, that's probably why I haven't seen them. Can you imagine doing twenty-nine carry-on films in a row? Ugh. Next week, carry-on Doctor. <laughs> carry-on at your convenience. So Sid James laughs in this a lot. Yeah, and uh, I'll get and my dad on. He can do a really good Sid James impression. And there's some jokes about tits. <laughs> See you next week. Somewhere <laughs> <laughs> a bra comes off. Ooh, bat, uh, and, 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 Babs, and Babs gets her babs out. There you are. 
Yeah, but I haven't seen one in years, to be fair. I haven't said that a few years ago. I sat with a friend in, like, I don't know, something like Carry On, Don't Lose Your Head was on or something like that, or Gold. And I was sat in his house and we watched this and he giggled all the way through. He loved it. And it finished and I just remember thinking, I'm glad that's finished. I mean, fine, I don't have a problem watching a Carry On film, but I didn't enjoy that. And they said, next on Gold, Carry On Columbus. Oh, God. <laughs> oh my God. So right after that, I had to watch the fucking 1992 like, one. Wait, which no Carey. one likes. Yeah, it's got that one's got Jim Dale in it. Or Alan Dale, or one of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, obviously, I, I meant the, the Alan York, Dale, not the York, Jim. The Yorkshire Dale's one of the three. <laughs> um, no intent. But yeah, no, I dated someone a couple of years ago, absolutely loved them. And it was just like, yeah, it was always, I always have like a little sort of smile when I think of them. But yeah, I haven't seen one in years. But um, I've, I've sat on the bench at Pinewood, which has got like they're all, all their faces carved in. So yeah. obviously because the film was, 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 you know, many of the films were shot there. Fair enough. So, so, so coming soon, folks, carry on, expect us to talk. <laughs> No! Oh my god. <laughs> I think I might leave the series should that happen. Don't <laughs> right, okay. mind, this is a conversation that Becca started with Becca going, I wonder if we'll ever do all the carry on films. At the I end of the conversation, to be fair, I don't really want to. Gone, I'm leaving! No offence, I don't want to do the carry on films. I'm, I'm not sorry. doing them until we do the confession series. <laughs> <laughs> Robbie and Ashley. So, anyway, yeah, so. Anyway. Uh, we go straight from that. So after having like, so, so after having this meeting with Alexander Pierce, uh, saying uh, I'm a bit suspicious of something. Let's <laughs> find more time. All right, Blakey. Do you think it's going to be interesting? <laughs> yeah. he, he gets uh, ambushed by uh, fake police. Fake police. Yeah, they are fake police. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Fake news, fake police, it's all part of the same world. Uh, yeah, so uh, this is pretty decent scene, though. Um, action sequence. Yeah, it, uh, it, it, it's, a, it's, a quite, it's, a, it's a good action scene, but um, I do like Samuel Jackson's lightsaber that he might, they managed to cut through actual concrete in the road. <laughs> like, yeah, that was that's absolutely brilliant. <laughs> I want one of those. Yeah, he basically gets pulled over by police. Uh, and they're basically about to kill him, aren't they? And yeah. they're smashing the window of this this reinforced window. He ends up sort of just about getting out a gun and sort of or kind of yeah, what, so they... shooting his way out kind of thing, and then the drive. Yes, yeah, when they basically when they basically he gets away, and basically when the car's like blown upside down by the Winter Soldier. Yeah. They get into the car, and he has cut a perfect. You know the bit at the end of the. Um, Shawshank Redemption, where you see where Andy has been cutting through that wall yeah. in a perfect circle for 20 years. He's done that through the floor in about five seconds. It's quite impressive. He probably did have a lightsaber. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, through a roof of car, through, like, a sizable amount of steel, okay, fine, but through a fucking road? I mean, how fix the road? He had a very, very caustic piss. <laughs> <laughs> You don't want to be around when he writes his name in the snow and just catches fire. <laughs> oh my god. Painful. He, he's actually got alien blood that just. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it is. He actually shoots yeah. lasers. Yeah. Yeah. So he's got away and he escapes to um, Steve's apartment. And yes. basically talks to him through messages on his phone because everywhere is bugged. And again, I like that creeping distrust everywhere. 
Mm. Yeah, it literally is all permeated. And he'll know Steve's bug because he probably bugged him. And in fact, his next door neighbour is Sharon, who we later find out is actually in on it all anyway. Mm. Isn't a nurse. No, she's not a nurse. And she's not related in any way to... uh... And they didn't didn't even have a scene where she tried to suck the poison out. (laughs) And... uh... And 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 she's not in any way related to uh, P. Carter at all. Not at all. No. no. She, she's actually related to Carter, the Unstoppable Sex Machine. It's just a. <laughs> it's just a coincidence. Wasn't um, in in the comics there's some relation? Not in the comics, but in the you know in the, in the um. Graphic novels, isn't there some relation between them? Is she like a niece or sister or something? Yeah, it's the same yeah. one. Same one in the universe. In this universe. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh no! I'm just just making sure. I was I was sort of reading up about the character and was like, oh, because I yeah. I'm not familiar, unfortunately. Um, yeah, apparently Steve o- only has lust for one. Uh, <laughs> what like one pensioner at a time? <laughs> yeah, one <laughs> at a time. I was going to say he's like o- o- only one family. He's like okay. Well. <laughs> <laughs> if I said him is Carter, well, I was going to say I was going to say one bloodline. It's like you know, they're the only people who. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what have you been up to? I've been doing the Jackson family. All of been <laughs> doing the Carters. Yeah, I've been uh... busy. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just pleased Peggy uh, never lived to see uh, the love of her life go off with him. Somebody else. <laughs> her niece, though. Having said that, the way she is in this film, he could have done her over the bed. She'd have just forgotten straight away. Aww. With hilarious consequences. Aww. You could have done that as a really bad taste comedy oh, sequence. Oh dear, with much hilarity. Oh god. A bit more pumping needed. I shouldn't, be, know, la- I shouldn't be laughing at this. Do you know what I've just suggested? That's just wrong. Utterly disgraceful. That's just wrong. There should have been a scene where he did someone right in front of an Alzheimer's affected relative. Oh, no. And then play no. comedy value out of her forgetting that, 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 that should have been the post credit scene. Oh, my God. What? Her just waking up going, I think he fucked it. <laughs> I think we've hit a new low. We are just that moment power. where she has a moment of clarity. That would be the post-credit sequence. Nothing about like an she infinity goes, oh. or something. I'm just waking up, going, "Hang on, Steve just fucked one." <laughs> that was nice, dear. Oh, I think we've hit a new low. Oh my or god. Or Peggy just fingering. Never mind. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm kind of thinking this might be worse than the original on a Blackman comment. <laughs> I, I, I think we've surpassed the on a Blackman comment uh, now. Yeah. I think that's gone beyond the, the diff- tale. There's one key difference, Chris. I didn't have editorial <laughs> control back then. Oh, dear, oh dear. I think we should chop that one out. Yeah, <laughs> anyway, carry on. That's even more offensive. Anyway, Which is so actual dialogue from the, the bang. Yeah, so, um, yeah, the Witter Soldier, like, snipes. Cannot end here. Yeah, basically, uh, snipes... Uh, Fury, and we all think he's dead. Mm, well, well, he's he's not okay. quite dead yet, but he's he'll have a death scene on the operating table. But he, he gives chase dead, to yeah. it, soldier. Uh, yes, he does. Uh, that was in all the trailers as well, where he threw his shield at him. And yeah, he just caught it, no problem. And it's like, oh, who the fuck's this guy? And so there's a doesn't. Um, Steve, he gives gives Steve a a, a drive, doesn't he? Like a, a USB drive. 
Yes, he does. Uh, is that the drive that she couldn't decrypt? Uh, you know what? I can't remember. But I, I, if it's not, it's a copy of some sort. You know, it's 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 you know it, it it's a MacGuffin anyway, isn't it? It's just like it, it's something with information, pertinent information that is valuable. So Steve decides to hide it in a vending machine. Uh, like. At the hospital, yeah. yeah, because obviously he's been shot, and you get this business of trying to revive him mm. uh, quite effectively. Paid because I did genuinely think he was dead at the time. Yeah, well, it's understandable. It's also you think, oh, okay, well, how many ones has Samuel Jackson signed up to? Um, you think maybe, um, but you always had an inkling he might be back. You always had an inkling, but anyway, uh, so. He go, does he go to retrieve the USB and find out more of has actually already got it by purchasing lots and lots of bubblegum? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, buys all the bubblegum. Basically, yeah. He does, so that happens before he goes on a run for shoes. So, so basically, he meets he meets Alexander Pierce and he and Alexander gives him like a warning saying, like, you know, what did he tell you? Um, like, because I need to know, I'm, like, I'm his friend. You know, I, I need to find out. He, he and Steve's a bit reluctant himself to tell because he doesn't know who to trust. And, He's told not to trust anybody. Yeah. So Pierce kind of gives him a warning, saying like, "Look, don't stand in my way because I'm gonna, I'm gonna find out who is behind this." You know, and you know, I don't, you know. So he, there is a bit of you. You're not sure whether he's a, he's good or bad at this point. Whether he's admittedly going to be like, yeah, he's on the good side, but. He's going to suspect Steve. Anyway, you get the scene where the the, the lift scene, don't you? The lift scene was in all the trailers as well, yeah. and I've, I kind of felt it came out of nowhere. I totally wasn't expecting it. But again, it's this, you know, threat can come from anywhere at any time. And he knows. He's just basically saying, before we start, does anyone want to get out? I mean, it, again, I think it's one of the things that's very, like, nice. I mean, I had, like, you know, bits of, like, Die Hard in there. Where he's like, oh, he's in a lift of all, all the bad guys, but yeah, but it is a pretty bad, badass thing where he's like seeing everyone like coming, coming, going, and like the, the feels a lift, lift filling up, and he just like kind of preparing himself. Um, yeah, it's it's a pretty pretty badass action scene, and then he yeah. basically just goes on a run. Um, he does. At what point does he see Peggy? Are we at that yet? Uh, I think we I think we've gone past it. I mean, it's it's probably like a scene toward towards the beginning. Like it probably, I I, I imagine it's probably before we meet Fury, mm. or just after. She's not. She's ninety five now and yeah. clearly suffering from Alzheimer's. Yeah. Um, and she's really warms to him, and then halfway through the conversation, sort of forgets that he was there. Mm. And really, really good aging makeup as well. It's a mixture of CG and makeup. Yeah, yeah. There's an interview with them, and they said, "Oh, basically, you know, with makeup, everyone sort of. I think it was everyone looks the same, or that they look a specific way. That they didn't want to achieve that effect, so they kind of used sort of CGI and and like in quotas, like it's because basically changed when, her face. Basically, when, when you add makeup, not only are you extrapolating where someone might age, but you're adding bulk as well. So obviously, they wanted to thin her down. It does look a little bit fake, doesn't it? So it never did to me, but then I don't know what I'm looking for. No, I mean like when when they kind of add makeup, like oh, age, makeup, it tends to look a bit false. Looks terrible. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I'll be honest. Like first time I watched it, I didn't realise it was um, 
it was actually her. I, you know, I, I, I thought they actually cast like someone new, like, you know, like an actually old actress. Yeah. Um, I didn't realise. Anyway. Um, Chris was like, I'm not getting an erection at this at all. It can't, it can't be Hayley Atwell. No. <laughs> okay, so... Well, I've got a semi, so, you know, I should have known. <laughs> yeah. Um, On that logic, if she'd been 48... Four. Um... Uh, so, um... That's just peak, you know, anyway, cool. Uh, so... <laughs> So, S.H.I.E.L.D.'s compromised, uh, Fury is dead, uh, where from there? Uh, yeah, Pierce the, has branded him a fugitive. Yeah. So, so basically, he, he, yeah, yeah, this is where he meets Romanoff again, where, where she's like, kind of found, she's figured out the, the flash drive, so they, they basically go on a run together. Uh, yeah. she tells him like, yeah, I encountered the Witter Soldier, um, gave me this nice, lovely little scar. I can never wear a bikini. Blah, blah. Um, we can have a try. We'll <laughs> I'll be the judge of that. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't take it off then. Um, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, but basically, they do a bit of investigating while on the run. On, on, on the, literally on the run. The, on an escalator. Yeah. Actually, all of this is pretty good, isn't it? Yeah. Because you know, Steve's trying to fit in in a world he's not really part of. No, I, I do like got, this scene. He's got a fake all the sort of romance stuff, which she actually, like, makes fun of him. Like, uh, is that your first kiss since 1945? Were you judging, sort of thing? <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't not to be... Oh, no, it's, I was going to say it's not his first kiss, is it? But, because of, you know, uh, Carter, but... Um... Just put the tip in. <laughs> Just the tip. <laughs> Nice, uh, yeah. So you got all, so you got all the stuff at the uh, the Apple Store and and all that, and then and then they basically track down to uh, this ice this old army base. Yeah, uh, which is very ter- end of Terminator Three. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, it is a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah nice. It's ancient, ancient. Uh, well, comparatively ancient as ancient as these sorts of things can be computer equipment and all the rest of it. Mm. And when it, is, they... it does look like very kind of 50s, 60s, 70s. And when they boot it up, it's Truman Capote. Hey, <laughs> 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 I can't do it. A friend of mine could do a really good impression. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I, I do like the idea that he's now in a computer. It, it, it has a nice retro feel, but as you said at the, at the beginning, it's not the same character. I don't... <laughs> It, it's almost like, and it wouldn't be because I don't think they would. His mind has evolved. His body has not. But thematically, following on for the last film, it would make more sense if the Red Skull was in there or something. Yeah. Yeah. I, I guess. I guess you kind of expect the Red Skull, but then you get Zola instead. I mean, the only yeah. way that the only way that worked that he was like pulling, pulling, conning us all along. But but then when he was with the Red Skull, he was like he seemed very much like reluctant even then. So you think that's what, the thing? He yeah. wasn't really into it, was he? No, his heart wasn't in it. Yeah, we well, used to more doing it out of like, oh, I just don't want to get fucking killed, thanks. So I'll go along. Yeah, with. Um, sort of self-preservation. Well, yeah. So, yeah, yeah So it's the idea that he's like really seriously go along with uh, with this, and it just see. I, I I don't understand 
he just seems to be very gleeful about yes, and I'll explain my entire plot. Oh, oh by the <laughs> oh, by the way, you're all gonna die, including me. Yeah, just just. I'm too busy loving his hammy accent. I just think that's fantastic. He's he's probably hamming it. Yes, Caroline. Yes, Caroline. Just oh my god, ham it right up. Thank you. Oh, I love Davy Jones, legend. I love bit ham. Uh, Yeah, so so basically we get we get like the the major twist that um, Hydra has uh, infected uh, Shield, and is now basically secretly running at Hydra. Uh, which is the big twist? It has been for years. Yeah, um, yeah. All these little sort of flashbacks and little bits of film that show us very well shot. A lot of it looking a bit Zapruder footage. You know what I mean? Mm. Uh, it's all very effective because flashbacks are, are dangerous. You know, they can they can end up looking Rocky Four, but they don't. They look they look very um, cobbled together from home movie and period pieces. Yeah, I'm, I'm like old like file file photos yeah, and absolutely yeah. um, so all of this is pretty good we, we get hit we also and it was a genuine shock at the time yeah i could not believe what i was watching at the time we, we also get hinted that um uh that the way a soldier or the old oh at least they had um howard stark assassinated yeah that is strongly hinted at um and, and the fact that you assume it probably, it's probably is it probably was the way a soldier which we don't know his bucket at the time but we kind of he kind of nods to that um, and then Barbara Windsor's bra flies off. <laughs> <laughs> that's a different film. Oh shit! No, no, that's next week. Uh, so, you, hang on, you mean, you mean there's different films? <laughs> oh, you don't say. They're all the same one. Okay, so yeah, it's basically been since World War Two. Yeah, and it's all to do with sort of humanity sort of giving up freedom. It's a little bit Assassin's Creed in that way. They're a bit Knights Templar. Uh, and then, yeah, they they work out that uh, it's Alexander Pierce. Yeah, because we have um, the scene where he shoots shoots the maid. That's right. Yeah, um, I thought he was going to be killed during that scene. Oh, did I you? It, yeah, I really thought it was going to be one of those. Um, he was going to go into his kitchen. Oh, to... oh, so you're here for me? Let me sit down and. You know, yeah. this kind of thing. One of those things, absolutely. That's what I thought it was going to be. So we've the seen, days finally come. We've so. seen it. In, we've seen it in countless films. You know, yeah. where you know, they, they, you know, they come down to the kitchen at night. Maybe you have a glass of milk, and it turns out, you know, the person's there to kill them. And if they don't make a fuss, their family will be safe, and they'll make sure they're looked after. I yeah. can't even. I, I always, I always knew it would be you somehow. You know, this that kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. That's what I thought we were seeing. Um. Obviously not, and it turns out. Um, well, yeah, they they go they go to uh, 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 Falcon Sam Wilson, don't they? Mm. Uh, yeah, because essentially he's like he has to go out. Someone who he's met for five seconds, and <laughs> and uh, but 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 I think the more important thing is that he knows he's not a part of Shield. He's like probably the one person he can think of who's. Hang on. Yeah. He's. He, I know, I know. He, he's a good chance. He's probably, you know, um, safe. Uh, not Tony Stark or anyone like that. But, <laughs> um, but yeah. So he goes to see Sam, and we go say Sam is. Uh, is he? Is, is he helping? Uh, old. He's, do, he's doing one of them like. Uh, uh, what what do you call it? 
I don't know. What do you call it, Chris? What are you talking about? <laughs> no, they're, 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 it's like A and A meetings, but they're kind of like you know. I think they do it for like for old soldiers or something like that. It like. is. It plays like an AA meeting, yeah. but it is actually people just trying to reintegrate into society after yeah. serving. That was it. It was, it was something along those like community, like ex forces community type thing. Um, they don't finish the film just having like you know a pack of special brew or something. <laughs> and um, we find out that he was like you know pilot and he was like a, a very special type type of pilot. Um, and yeah, it, yeah they, they basically hide out in his apartment. And it's all to do with basically Zola has developed this this algorithm. Hmm. Uh, that actually uh, could sort of identify th- threats. So it, it, it's effectively a Hydra plot. This whole thing that it, that with the film has started with, with the heli- three helicarriers, actually came out of Hydra in the first place. Yeah. And Zola. Um, and they work out that, um, well, they they're actually, um, so they work all that out. Now, it's not far from here Steve ends up fighting with the Winter Soldier, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, so they're based, basically, they figure out the, they figure out who is on the list, uh, well, who's like who's basically some, some known Hydra agents, and they figure out there's a um, particular one who was in four previously, I can't remember his name, but... Yeah, um, I yeah we, we see him, he's come out of a meeting with um, the... Uh, it's Gary Shandling's show. Yeah, Carrie Shandling. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think so... it's, this is his last film appearance, unfortunately. Um... Or, or penultimate film um, appearance, maybe. Uh, he died soon afterwards, yeah. Mm. Very sad. And, yeah, so... Not a fun fact. <laughs> that's fun, folks. That's death, folks. Um, so... <laughs> Not a fun fact, folks. Um... Uh, if only he'd been eating an apple here so he could have gone out on a nice fruit fact for Chris. <laughs> Very little fruit in this film. No, but they did go to the Apple Store, so. Uh, ah, well, there we are. That's are. fruit related, folks. <laughs> um. So yeah, they they kidnap him, uh, and then, base basically just all set up for a big action scene where the Winter Soldier actually comes along and, uh, basically just. Yeah. And during this fight, we figure out. It's that... Bucky. Well, we knew anyway, but Steve finds out it's Bucky. Yeah. Uh, who's Bucky? Exactly. Uh, so... <laughs> Bucky, that, that one that should have been in two Captain America films. <laughs> for, us to, for us to give a shit, yeah. <laughs> not Bucky, Captain Bucky O'Hare. Exactly. Yeah, he's not... This isn't told to beware. Yeah, he's not a space rabbit. Um... <laughs> <laughs> If you grew up of a certain era like I did, that's naturally what you think of. But surely Bucky fell to his death in the first film. But no, thanks to science, we can rebuild him. No, yeah, thanks to science, we can basically make him like Cap. Um, uh, yeah, but like an evil version of Cap. So he's basically been experimented on ever since. Mm. Uh, but yeah, they get out and they get to a safe house. And we find Nick Fury still alive. Yeah. And we start to kind of get the old. Um... This is where this film starts to wrap up now because he's like, we have like. Here's our plan. It, 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 here's action. our plan. Uh, we have to kind of like. 
basically just destroyed Shield. So Sam effectively hands the reins to Cap. Said, "You're in charge now, Cap." Yeah, because uh, like you used to be in USO shows and stuff, so you must be great at military strategy. <laughs> you danced with like fit birds with long legs. You you hit you punched Hitler. Uh, Thousands of times. Yes. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So. Uh, yeah, so he goes. He goes back to the to the museum and, and pinches his old uniform, which I kind of I, I kind of liked because yeah, that's quite, that's a nice touch, isn't it? I think yeah. Plus, also he kind of looks a bit cooler. Uh, I like I like the uniform in this at the time, mm. but it, it's lacking a little bit of color. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the older one's better, and as long as he's not going back to the Avengers one, I'm quite happy. Yeah. The Avengers one, I really really didn't like, but yeah, it's okay. The uh... Uh, and it's the Stanley cameo as well. We, they do make this thing. It's that sort of in Washington is the uh, museum that had stuff about the Howling Commanders and stuff. Mm. And Stanley's like, a security guard there. I, I like the cameo. I am so fired. It's the first one. I mean, obviously, it eventually led that, you know, four years later we're here and he's passed away. But it's the first one where I went, oh, Christ, he's looking way too old now. Yeah, he does look a bit old with him. He was starting to look frail. And, of course, he was portraying like a working man. Mm. And it was like, no, you you look like you're in your nineties now. Um, mm. And it was the first one. I mean, the most. Was, recent... like, was he like ninety eight or something? He was getting there, wasn't he? Ninety six. Ninety six. Yeah, so nearly. Um, I mean, aged him by two years. Out, out, out of all the Stanley cameos, Security Guard is probably like the one he's done the most of. Yeah. Probably. I mean, I, I really noticed it in the Ant Man and the Wasp. His cameo oh, in that, he looked like he was reading off an idiot board and really, really struggling. Oh, um, and it was just, but then having said that, the Spider-Man Homecoming won the previous year. He looked fine, so they varied. And I imagine as he's got older, his health has varied. Mm. You know, he feels better some days than others. But this is the one cameo where I ever thought, oh, part of me wishes he wasn't doing this anymore. It it, it works better when it's like suiting. So like an old guy on the bus, fine. Like an old guy hanging out the window, fine. But when he's like in like a FedEx, or it just looks like, what are you doing? If, uh, if he's got like a speaking role. Yeah. yeah. Well, but Guardians kind of works as well. I think also with like the with the Iron Man previously, the, like he he was like he was Hef and um, and uh, what's his face? Um, Larry King. I Larry think. King. Oh yeah, yeah Larry so, King. Yeah. So he's actually playing other people, so it's kind of value. So the plan here is that there's like controller chips in each helicarrier and they've got to replace them. Yeah. And we have a, a scene of basically sort of Bucky being ro- reprogrammed because it's like, it's like, hang on, I, I know that guy. Uh, it's like, no, no, we can't be having that. So they, they try to reprogram it. And... <laughs> oh, oh, no. Actual, actual dialogue. Oh, no, can't have that. I, 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 do, I do, even do believe Robert Renford even shakes his finger. So the World Security Council that runs it all, they, they sort of arrive for this big event. So it's uh, Jim Dale from the Carry On <laughs> <laughs> Jim from Jenny Agatha from Walkabout. Jenny Agatha from the Railway Children. Yeah. Walkabout's way better, trust me. <laughs> no, Walkabout is a classic film, and also with a John Barry score, I believe. Yes. Yes, so yeah. And it's a Nicholas Rogue film as well. Mm. Oh, yeah, oh, God. 
God, they're all dying, aren't they? It's been a sad, you know, been a sad week. Well, it's been a sad month, actually. And we had anyway, guy, and, and we had that guy who was like the 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 henchman in Tomorrow Never Dies who passed oh, away. Jay. Yeah. I've had it, uh, Tucci as well. Um, yeah, which means in Tomorrow Never Dies, he was about six or seven years older than me or something. That's like fucking hell. Dear. Yeah, that was uh, like natural causes as well. So it's like, oh dear, you know. Unnatural causes. You can go at any time. I interpret. <laughs> <laughs> it, depends, <laughs> like, it, it depends how you define natural. I mean, like, you know. <laughs> so. Went to sleep. I still think it's an elaborate magic trick. He'll come, yeah, come back at the end. Just, he'll just burst out of the coffin at the funeral and go, ta-da! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he'll, he'll, he'll burst out of the coffin and goes like, is this your card? <laughs> <laughs> All of that could show us the ace of fucking clubs. <laughs> uh, and, and for the woman sitting in the front going, no. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> That was a bad <laughs> I was nearly cremated. Are you fucking sure? <laughs> Are you sure about that? Ah, but look in your purse. Is a card? There's no card there. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> Is that your card? No. Uh, anyway, so uh, moving on. Yeah, so basically, like this is like the big penultimate big action scene, uh, which they. They're trying to relaunch this this program and basically to just kind of just kill everyone, <laughs> seemingly. But anyone who's actually threat to Hydra, uh, so which seems got, like, to be a lot of people. Yeah, seems to be pretty much everybody. We actually see the sort of graphic as it's picking people out from the sky, and one of them uh, is Stark. One of them is Tony Stark. Yeah, it's a bit grim, isn't it? Oh dear. And. Um, and yeah, they basically sort of like take take control of the command and basically sort of cap basically pictures the story. They thought this is what's happening, and uh, you get basically a civil a civil war within Shield. Like you have actual Shield agents trying to fight off with Hydra agents as they take control of the. Um, the and we do of course find during all of this that Sharon is actually Sharon Carter. Mm. Yeah, so yeah, basically we have like a big action scene. You have Winter Soldier. Uh, they have to Cap has to get uh, take out three of the uh, the chips to sort of override the system, so they can arm the ships at each other. Um, he has to take out the stars of TV's show Chips. Yes, <laughs> dinner and some dancing. Um, and they finish the film. That. They they finish the film with thumbs up and freeze frame. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen it. Well, thumbs up in freeze frame ain't far off the tone of the show. Well, no, I've I've seen like the opening titles, and I'm aware of embroidery and kittens and and things like um, Naked Gun, for example. Okay. But I don't think I've ever sat down and watched an episode of Chips, unfortunately. I know I've I've never watched it before my time. Well, I don't, I don't think it was really aired in the, in over here though, really, was it? It was. Well, it was aired when I was very young. Very young. Yeah. It's like T.J. Hooker. I mean, that was like. It definitely seems to be more like a, an American thing rather than. Yeah, definitely. It was the A team, which was like every Saturday. Um, I say I, I preferred the A team if I'm going to compare the two. Yeah. That was more. That was more my bag. So yeah, we it turns out that uh, Fury's sort of. Snuck, furious. 
yes, Fury's furious, and they turn the tables on uh, Pierce and. And Rogers is Rogering. And um, and and he and he basically just kills off like the the other members with their little badge things, and yeah, um, yeah but one of them turns out to be Roloff in disguise, and. they shoot yeah, players. which is which was fine on the face, but her hands de-aged as well, and her neck. Yeah, it looks a bit weird. And her legs. It's quite a comprehensive disguise. Yeah, basically the one who looks like she's Jenny Agatha is actually the Black Widow. Which, which would have been funny if it was actually Alan Dale, but... <laughs> <laughs> Surprise, bitches. Yeah. yeah. Even funnier if it was Jim Dale. Yeah, exactly. Um, Jim Dale you know is Alan Dale video, as sorry. Black Widow in. <laughs> yeah. I'm very sorry, I got the two mixed up. Uh, <laughs> no, sorry. <laughs> That'd be funny. Um, so yeah, so we have. Um, yes, yeah, so, so we have have all of that. We have the uh, uh, with Bucky and uh, Weavey to the end, but basically we just sort of sort of he's allowing his his friend to kill him, but basically trust his friend not to kill him. But, um, and yeah, if everything explodes, it's another one of them. Uh, big building gets gets destroyed. Lots of death, but it's okay because the good guys win. It's not real. Yeah, and it's not real. <laughs> it it does in common with this era of Marvel. Third act's not that amazing. They they try and add a bit of uh, weight to it by the fact that you know there's a lot of sort of you know eye contact between the two of them and appealing to memory and all the rest of it but we've never been sold these two and uh, sold these two in the same way we were sold him and tony in civil war civil war is not a better film than this but that that particular thread is better um uh but yeah so pierce is basically uh, pierce is killed and so on, and the Triskillians pretty much destroyed, and the helicarriers are taken out of the sky. Um, uh, and actually, uh, Steve is saved by by uh, mm. Bucky. Yeah, mm, ultimate irony. Yeah, he, 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 well, he almost like saves him, but doesn't feels like he should, but doesn't really know why because he, he's now actually like a lost lost guy. Like he's just kind of. Oh, you know, he's a man without purpose. He's kind of can't remember anything, so he kind of has to go away and find himself. So it's a bit of a, a you know, an open book there. Um, but yeah, the, the what what happens now? How, how, uh, does how does it wrap up? I seem to remember them. Um, uh, were they stood at a grave? Oh, and yeah. Fury's grave. Yeah, it's like, well, be, if anyone asks yeah. for me, and they're going to, you know, he basically vows to go off and sort of bring him back, mm. the Winter Soldier. They're going to go mm. off and find him. They're on the run from sort of Shield Stroke Hydra. Uh, uh, Romoff uh, goes to a Senate committee. She goes to a Senate sub- subcommittee and just basically says, "Fuck you." Okay, yeah, <laughs> but it's brilliant. <laughs> yeah, it's actually a brilliant speech, and I wish I could remember the details because she's just basically saying, "We'll be here, and you need us." Yeah. And yeah, it's well, actually it's actually the really, best, really, the best really qualified. Well yeah, it's kind of like in the ways of okay, the, the world is a vulnerable place, but we helped them. We helped it. You know, we basically made it like that, but we're the best qualified to protect you. So until <laughs> this point, I don't think I'd always wished it had been Emily Blunt. At this point, it's like yeah, yeah that would have been cool. At this point, it's like no, she's got the role now. That that's like this. This is the right person. She's absolutely terrific here. So yeah, uh, 
they, so she's yeah Nick and that have gone off to sort of Eastern Europe I think to sort of try and break down Hydra Rogers has gone off to try and find the Winter Soldier uh, what's he called Crossbones is basically uh, in, in hospital uh, and that's it that's where we finish and then the post credit sequences are uh, Baron Von Strucker uh, and the two test subjects which turn out to Turned out to be. You know what? That's another villain that I, that I thought I was. Get, I was getting ready to see like twenty first century Nazi. I was like, yes, yeah. come on! I'm really kind of like kind of utterly wasted. Like like a com- a really comic monocle looking. Yeah, give me modern day. It's a little like, bit at the start of Age of Ultron. Yeah, and I was like, oh, you know that that would have been. Oh, I, I I I was kind of up for that, and then yeah, just all right, okay. And 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 and, and a good actor as well. Good actor for the role. Um, anyway, um. So uh, yeah, we we basically sort of see uh, not the, the mutants, not the mutants. They're not mutants because they don't have <laughs> the rights at this point. No. <laughs> Scarlet Witch and not Quicksilver. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's a little tease at yeah, that, awkward, and at the it? very like... end, just a hint to Bucky's returning memory that he goes and visits the Smithsonian, and you know, to see basically the memorial to them all. And not Peggy Carter suddenly remembering. Hang on, you fucking. <laughs> Hang on, he fucked her. Hold on a minute, what's going on here? Credits. Or her just like mopping off the side of her face and going, Is a pigeon got in here or something? Oh, the woman here. I'll let the penny drop for you <laughs> over the coming week. It, it, it's already dropped, Dave. Uh... I think, I think we've gone beyond. Then they, go, they move on to another podcast and go, shit, he meant. <laughs> yeah, I think we've gone beyond the pale. Star Trek Beyond. Yes. Star Trek Beyond the Pale. So, um, final thoughts, folks. <laughs> I'll go first. Uh, just because I haven't got an awful lot to say. I was I was always building up to this podcast. I mean, we, we are several weeks on from the last thing we recorded and so there was a little bit of like well we come back let's just sort of ease in with a podcast we needed a commentary instead i really thought this was going to be one of those podcasts like a casino royale or on emergency secret service a dark night a rocky one of those films where i was really talking about the the enduring brilliance of this film and if that hasn't come across it's because i believe it but i don't really sort of see it anymore in that I do believe this to be the strongest thing Marvel have really ever created, and I think that's still true. I think they, they gave they gave a story that cohesive bits, you know, all hang on together really cohesively. It brought Steve into the modern world properly. It talked about the sort of issues. It focused on the sort of genre that would suit Steve Rogers adapting to the new world, the, the sort of creeping distrust and the lack of black and white in it. It brought Shade of Grey into S.H.I.E.L.D. It, it, it really did, you know, it really, really cemented the uh, the um, Romanoff character. It was, it, was, it was exceptional at the time. The problem is, four years on, it doesn't really carry any of that weight anymore. This is just another film amongst all of them. And whilst it might be the best, it didn't actually sweep me up as much as I thought it was going to. I think some of that is, whilst none of the other films are, are actually better... They do constituent parts better. And I think I've already hinted at that. That at the time, the whole sort of Bucky Steve stuff at the end was quite effective. 
but I've seen it done better in Civil War now. The, the Steve Tony stuff was better mm. than this. But then that that, that, ha- that has like other films behind it though to back it. You know that's oh it does. There's reasons yeah. for it. They're building on this, you know, and and some of the whole stuff about the Sokovia Accords. For, and there's flaws in the way they do that, which we'll talk about when we get there. But they're they're more interesting debates than some of the things here. If I had to, it's it's also not as fun as some of the other films around it. In that, Guardians of the Galaxy is an easier watch than this. But then it's designed to be an easier watch than this. So, I feel like I'm damning with faint praise, in, unless something really changes or that fourth Avengers film is something pretty amazing. Captain America: The Winter Soldier will um, top my rankings. But in order to be fair to it, it's one of the handful that I'll watch again before we rank. Because what I don't want to do is go into those rankings, putting it top with the way I've talked about it tonight, because it, it's worthy of so much more, and I need a good viewing of it. It's a terrific film. It's just not quite as groundbreaking as I thought it was in 2014. It wasn't that kind of event movie that it was kind of led, led to believe, is it? It's, I think thematically, it's certainly up there with Casino Royale, with Majesties, with Rocky, um, and certainly also in terms of execution, but just in terms of where they wanted it to fall within the grand scheme of things it perhaps didn't have that impact for sure but it's, it's certainly more it's, more it's one of the more serious films of, of the bunch and so yeah certainly compared to like Avengers or, or Guardians which has I want to say has a bit more kind of frivolous it's more colourful approach to it um, but yeah it's certainly it's kind of more in, in its colour scheme for example it's kind of very serious very on the nose yeah I mean I kind of agree with all of that really I mean I think it's I th- as I said at the top of the sh- top of the show, it's an it's a good all all rounder. I think what the good thing about it is is it it does tackle Steve in the modern world and and I know like like some casual uh, viewers of Marvel might say, "Oh, Captain America isn't he kind of like the bit of the boring one?" I was like, "Well, no, in the sense that you put him in a world that's that's murky. I mean, Cap Cap is a righteous." black and white kind of character so you make him interesting by put by putting him in a world that's not black and white you know black and white character in a a gray world yeah what is right or wrong you know it it, it, the truth does not seem and i think it it works especially because you because all of a sudden you are with cap what you know you wanted to follow what's right you want to find out what is right with him so he essentially he becomes like your guide through um through the film um i think it's really good you actually do this is actually the first time you really proper spend with with Steve as Captain America. Uh, with the previous one, it was mostly just origin, and um, and then by the time he's Captain America, it's just basically just montage, montage, montage. Uh, everybody needs a montage. Um, so, so so here we actually got to like actually spend time. With, and with Romanoff as well, it's you know it, we actually get a bit more fleshed out of the character. That was time time with, with Shield. You know, I think the action's really good. The, it's paced really well. Um, and as, as I said before, with in, in regards to to Bucky, it I, I don't think it's 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 the film's fault or Sebastian Stan's fault. It's just they they played they played it the best they had with, with the hand they had. You know, they, it's there's not a lot I could have done this this I said there should have been another there should have been to reveal should be should have been full fleshed out previously but hey ho what can you do um so with with that yeah I think it I think it is definitely amongst the top five for now um it, it's definitely top end Marvel 
always watchable, always entertaining. Um, yeah, so. I think even though people really enjoy this film, I think there's widespread ignorance about it, though, Chris. Well, if only we had some fun facts to uh, to go with it, to j- j- just to cure, just to, you know. It's been so long now, I'm beginning to think fun facts is a bit of a sort of myth and legend. I, surely it doesn't really exist. Well, that's why you're wrong. Ah! <laughs> ah! Well, what an organic introduction. Not on you. Well, that that wasn't that at all forced. No. no, we were just having a general and spontaneous chat about needing to learn more. Here I am. Um. <laughs> yes, I was all ready for this film. I watched it and did my introduction and fact. did some fun facts. So here I am. Um. Yeah. Fun fact number one. Um. Michael B. Jordan read for the role of Falcon originally, but obviously, as we all know, he ended up playing Killmonger in Black Panther. Fun fact number two. I think I might have mentioned this before, but it's such a good fact, I shall mention it again. This features one of four Doctor Who stars to star in Marvel films. Obviously, Toby Jones, Karen Gillan, Peter Serafinowicz, and Christopher Eccleston. And William um, Hartnell. As sorry? And William Hartnell. Oh, yeah. <laughs> What, you mean Christopher Eccleston as the best villain ever? Best villain ever. Obviously, that's not to the high standard of Doctor Who. As the villain that disappears under a mound of latex, and you're like, who? Really? And, and, and doesn't actually speak a, a word of actual dialogue. <laughs> he just t- speaks in no. foreign... Yeah. Foreign, foreign language. Like French. Um, fun fact number three. Um, you probably know all this already. Um... Nick Fury tells a story about how his grandfather used to be an elevator operator, he used to operate a lift, um, and how he gradually grew to distrust people. Well, in reality, Samuel L. Jackson's grandfather was also a lift operator, but I think he must have trusted people a lot more, and was probably a nicer person. So that's kind of like a story that his character tells, but happens to be true in real life, which is kind of cool. Well, he actually carried a gun. (laughs) Maybe, I don't know, you'll have to ask him. Fun fact number four... Scarlett Johansson and Chris Evans actually wrote their own dialogue for their scenes together, which I think is pretty cool. And fun fact number five, I mentioned this at the top of the show, um, arguably Robert Redford is probably best known for his role as um, Bob Woodward in um, All the President's Men. And before, on your left, you see like a, a shot of, of basically like the, the DC skyline as well as all the, non, um, all the monuments. And it kind of lingers on like the Watergate complex a little bit. So there's like kind of like the, the link there too. Um, to that groundbreaking film. And if anybody have not read um, Woodward's book about Trump, go out there and do it. I've got well, an audio read. book, I've listened to it. So that's really, really good. Really good. You just come out hating him even more and they get, oh, you bastard, Trump. But no, no, it's actually really, really I'm going to get you, Trump. <laughs> I'm going to uh, get you. <laughs> yeah, I, I finished listening to it and then got funny looks as I shook my fist at the sky. <laughs> <laughs> Curse you, Donald. That's it, I said. No, it's, it's actually, it actually raises some really good questions, actually. Um, why is he a bellend? Why, why is he such a knob? Yeah. All right, anyway. Well, we, we, well so which book is this? Is this like the Fire and Fury thing? Uh, no, no, Fire and Fury is the other one. This one's called Fear. Right, okay. Uh, but bear in mind, this guy wrote All the President's Men and he's written biopics of all presidents, basically. Mm. With one exception, and I can't remember which. Very good book. 
it is a good book and it's not sensationalist it just lets events speak for itself yeah i was gonna say it's done the kind of very non-sensationalist way which i think which is kind of what what he's all about really because of who he is yeah um and so when you when conversations are reported you can take them as as very likely to be accurate and it is like fucking hell really like jesus oh my yeah. god so yeah. but I, I would also argue that the film the film the book is also about woodward as much as it's about trump it's all kind of like his style and you know his, his kind of brand of, of journalism um and the way he writes as much as it's about Trump and oh bloody hell. Anyway, but yeah, I, I can't recommend the book high enough. Go out there, buy it, listen to it, whatever medium you like. Just just consume it. It's really good. It's well worth Touch your time. It. While we're talking different senses. <laughs> Touch the book. <laughs> Smell it. Touch it, it and address it. Get 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 the information from just touching the book and just like just smell it. Open it up and then go. <laughs> yeah. Ah, knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> Absorb yeah. its knowledge through your fingertips. Yeah. Or through your ear balls. Yeah. And if you do listen to it, make sure it's the audiobook version. Don't just open the book and like cock in ears. What's that? What's that? Oh, you're quiet today. Oh, okay. Get, get the CD and pour your eyes over it. Make sure whichever sense you engage is appropriate for the format. I'm going to read the, the CD. <laughs> yeah. You, you can read the CD. You can read what it says on the CD. Yeah, but like you just it just be something at the bottom that says "Good book, not my word." <laughs> a review, review. Copyright by uh... <laughs> copyrightaudible.com. The audio, but I don't like the narrator very much. But yeah, the audio book's a good way to go through it. It's about I think I think it was about fourteen hours long or something. It is a big chunk of a book, to be honest. Um, I know. The, the Kindle version was £10 on Amazon for a while, but I think it might have gone up slightly. Do you expect us to talk for all your uh, pricing updates? <laughs> but yeah, we're, yeah we're, sadly we're not affiliated with Amazon. Or... It's raced up to 11 99 on Kindle now. Oh, 11 99 Pay too much. But no, uh, yeah, I can't sort of, you know. You can't. Just, just, just buy it, just buy it. Just buy it, it's really good. Dear Bob Woodward, <laughs> please give us your money. That's if you're in fairly liberal tendencies. If you're fairly conservative in tendencies, buy it and have a wank. <laughs> he said that for. Oh my god! And, and 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 if you're not conservative, have a wank anyway. It's fun. Uh... <laughs> yeah, attention. I don't mean literally like you voted for the conservatives. I meant sort of Trumpist. Conservative for the small C. Yeah. I don't mean. I don't mean if you like. No, I'm, 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 no, I'm, I'm just. I'm just saying. Just have a wank generally. It's fun. Quite enough. Yeah. <laughs> just put it out there. Good night, folks. <laughs> That's your gentleman's advice section of the podcast. Have a wank. <laughs> yeah. That's unlikely to go on any future like. Chris's tip of the day. Of this film. So it'll say. Uh, and and Becca, it is just a tip. Mar- best thing Marvel's ever produced, Empire Magazine. <laughs> a terrific movie, total film. Half a blank. Chris Burns says, do this instead. Uh, hey, you do that, do this. Still. Well, the, well, the, world, well, the world's full of wankers, you might as well join them. If you're struggling to get an erection, maybe re listen to our Alzheimer's <laughs> section. <laughs> oh god. Hey you, struggling to get up? Oh, do this.
Social media, folks. <laughs> Let me go and get dangerously into Monty Python territory now. I shall taunt you a second time. <laughs> uh, yeah, you can follow me at Cinematronics on Twitter, even though I, I barely tweet because I can't be asked social media anymore. Mm, but anyway. Dr. Chris one day. Yeah, yes, yes, I'll be Dr. <laughs> Chris. May, maybe in 30 years, after like yeah. doing, doing loads of fucking... 60. God, there's a more before. Anyway, um, yeah, but yeah, you can follow me at Cinematronics uh on Twitter, and you can also uh, find the uh, this podcast, which has all the backlog in case it doesn't show up on iTunes or anywhere else. You can find it at cinematronicsco.uk. You can find me at the Pasty Kid nineteen seventy six on Twitter, and you can find us at what's our name again? <laughs> Do you expect us to talk? It's been a while. Or, <laughs> expect us to talk, isn't it? That's one. yeah. If you on, on Twitter, we are at expect us to talk. You can drop us an email at expect us to talk at gmail dot com. Um, we're also on Facebook slash do you expect us to talk, and also the same on YouTube and iTunes. If you type in do you expect us to talk, you can find us on both those platforms. And also, we pop up on Podbean very occasionally. If you type in do you expect us to talk, we shall appear on there. But I do recommend heading over to um, either YouTube or. Chris's website, cinematronics.co.uk, as for some reason a lot of our back catalogue has vanished from the iTunes. Yeah, I think it's just like gets a certain number, but I, I don't know how it works, but yeah, there you are. Damn you, Steve Jobs, even though he's dead, but damn. <laughs> Steve, Steve, Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs. <laughs> Steve Steve's and his jobs. Job. Yeah, he, yeah he's, he's cloned himself, you know, it's. His clones of, um, oh god, the actors that have played him. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so. I think that's a lot. So what's coming next week then? We've got uh, the next Marvel film, which is Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay. You can tell we haven't done this for a while because Chris has just shat on our format. <laughs> okay, we'll edit that. Uh, so uh, that's... So, uh, you, you can edit it if you want, that's fine. Knife watering reveal coming up. <laughs> Spoiler. Anyway, go on. Spoiler alert. So... You can announce it, it's fine, I don't care. No, no, you go for it. So, Becca, what's next? Kel surprise! Do you expect us to talk? We'll actually return in actual podcast form, in actual Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 1. See you in July, folks! <laughs> 2020. We we'll, we'll, see, we'll see you in good time by the time the next Bond film comes out. Yeah, we'll be at an episode, we'll be at least at 100 episode, 144, something like that. By then. I sincerely hope it won't be another 10 week break. I'm really sorry. Fucking I, should be. I, I mean, no, it's not your fault. <laughs> Fuck you, Good Richard night, Branson. Folks. Good night. Bye.